Hey, hey, Math Moment Makers, we are coming to you not only from your favorite podcasting platform, but also with video on YouTube. On today's episode, we're excited to dive into how to make the most of those virtual conferences you attend, Mm -hmm. including how to avoid death by webinar. Yeah, that's right. Uh, With all the COVID webinars, Zoom calls, Teams meetings, Google Meets, whatever it is you're using, that can definitely uh, weigh on us a little bit. Uh, But Mm -hmm. also, we're going to be diving into some strategies on how we can be more picky when selecting our session. And in particular, in this episode, we really want to talk about one strategy that we've used Mm -hmm. and I think you'll be able to use to keep you more engaged while you're in them. Yeah. And finally, we're excited to make a big announcement that we know the Math Maker community is going to love. Are you ready, Kyle? I was born ready, John. Let's do this. Welcome to the Making Math Moments That Matter podcast. I'm Kyle Pierce. And I'm John Orr. And we are from MakeMathMoments.com. We are two math teachers who, together with you, the community of math moment makers worldwide who want to build and deliver math lessons that spark curiosity, fuel sense-making, and ignite your teacher moves. John, we are diving into yet another podcast episode that uh, we're recording with video and today uh, people are going to be hanging out with just you and me today Mm -hmm. Uh, it's going to be a shorter episode but one with a lot of great ideas and an announcement at the end like we had mentioned yeah we are uh, super excited to chat with this because even though i think we're recording this in the fall or early fall here of 2021 and i think we all thought that we would be actually i think kyle right now we would be at nctm in atlanta right now i think we would have been doing our session the night we're recording this and i think we all thought we would be in those live sessions again and webinars and virtual PD sessions and virtual conferences would be a thing of the past. And we had planned to do this episode all on conference going and getting the most out of your conference. But we switched gears here for you because we are back into this virtual conference world where NCSM is going virtual. Some of the other conferences are going virtual. A lot of meetings are still virtual for lots of folks all over the world. And so we wanted to run this episode so that we can give you tips on what we've learned over the last year and a half, two years on running virtual webinars, but also attending virtual conferences. So we want to give those tips out to you and uh, avoid this thing called death by webinar, Kyle. Yeah, absolutely. It it definitely hurt our hearts a little bit when we heard that NCTM was going to be going virtual. On the other hand, it was the right move, I believe, and NCSM followed suit as well with cases the way they were. But I was like, we were so close to getting back to this in-person conference experience. And John, I've got to say, for you and I, we've been blessed with so many opportunities to go to these live conferences. And actually right now, 
we're planning a conference live here in Ontario, in Windsor, Ontario, for OAME next May. And now we're starting to wonder whether we need to start seriously considering at least having a pivot plan for going virtual. But on the other hand, when you think about where we've come over these past two years through this pandemic and going from people not really even knowing how to get into a webinar and how do you use the software? What is this thing called Zoom? And seeing how people have really, I would say we progressed in terms of how presentations are delivered and how people accept them. But like, as you mentioned, it can be really exhausting with so many teachers in the online learning environment with their students and with so many meetings, even doctor appointments now can be virtual. Today, we want to really look at how we can maximize these experiences and talk about how we might be able to stay maybe a little more engaged so that the learning we take will actually stick. Mm -hmm, Definitely. And that brings up this idea of this death by webinar idea so that we can get that learning in there. And I think you know that what we're talking about, you've been in the virtual session, maybe you signed up for a webinar, maybe you had a meeting and it was like you were, you may have been excited when you first got there and the presenter starts off and then they're talking about these ideas, but then slowly, you know what happens. All of a sudden there's an email check And then we're looking at our phone and then you're hearing what's happening on the screen. You know, you're in the webinar, but you've lost focus just a little bit, right? You've lost focus on engaging in that content. You're kind of just in the background. Maybe all of a sudden you switch gears and you all of a sudden the video is now on a different screen and you've got something else open and you're just say listening to it, but you're there. Like that's what we're talking about death by webinar, because it's like we've lost focus during that webinar. And we're on to something else. And what we want to do is, is we want to be like, okay, well, how do we keep that going? Like, what could we be doing? Like, if you're running a session, right? If you're presenting or running a session, what could you be doing to help engage with that? And we've got a few tips here for you. Yeah, absolutely. So what we're going to dive into is, first off, we're going to kind of go do a bit of a throwback to uh, mm-hmm. one of the tools that we've shared way back when. And actually, John... I believe it I was think it's, back uh, in episode 15 or 15, something. Yes. Yeah, we talked about conferences, but live conferences and something that we've used many times. I think it's still a helpful tool for us to use when we're in a virtual conference. And I'll be honest and say, it might even be more important now in these virtual conferences, just like you had said, John, it's so easy to be distracted. There might be background noise. Of course, talking about some of the things that can really help you at least get started is finding a nice, quiet location, maybe a place that isn't too in traffic, right? Not by the window where you see all the neighbors going by, things like that. Find yourself a nice, quiet spot. But then also, Having like an intention to sort of take away those big ideas and put them down on paper or put them digitally with digital ink or whether you're a typer, whatever it is that you're doing, finding something that's going to work for you, I think is really important. And this has been a tool that a lot of educators have messaged us about, especially after that episode, trying to find this and looking to share it. So John, uh, what is it that we're looking at on the YouTube video? You're going to have to be very descriptive for those who aren't watching on YouTube. So walk us through this thing. Like, How's this going to help us in a virtual conference? Yeah. So back then in episode 15, we created what we call the conference companion. It's basically just a digital file you can download or print. And it's a one pager. And the idea, like what Kyle said, is it will help you stay focused on the idea behind attending that conference or that virtual 
summit or that virtual session that you're attending. And what we want to do is, is there's things to kind of fill out, right? We're looking at a page here that you can write the conference title there. If the conference has a hashtag, there's a space for you to put it in there. It's basically a recording device and you want to look at what big idea do I want to pull from this? There's lots of folks who do sketch noting when they're listening to sessions, which helps them focus, but also gives them a visual representation of what they want to pull from that session. This page could also be imported into a sketch note, and then you can draw on it that way if you're that digital. Otherwise, you're printing it out. And there's like spaces here for lots of different things. Like when you attend live, this is when we made this, it was for live sessions. Like you go to the actual conference. So we've got a section here for new connections, like new people you've met. Like that's one of the biggest things that you get when you go to an in-person conference. I think that's partly where we are really wishing, right? We could go back to, because when you're in a virtual conference, you're not there. You're not there with those other people to meet face-to-face because you're at your home and you actually don't know who's in the session with you. But you know, like even if you are in a virtual session, you can still use the new connection space on the page because you're engaging in the chat most likely. And then I know that in some of our webinars, Kyle, there have been people who have chatted back and forth and then said, I'm going to message you after this. They were like, I want to keep that conversation going and they can keep that going. So there's a space there. There's a purpose for the new connections space on our conference companion. There's a big box here for you to write this big idea that you're going to take away. Like we always recommend that when you're attending a session or attending a webinar, like what's the one thing? There might be many things presented, especially if you're going to a conference, lots of sessions you might attend. And there's a lot of things that you're like, ah, so much. And it's like, well, what is the one thing that you really can see yourself implementing the next day or the next week? Or like you have this timeline on when that can get in. That's like, there's a space there for that. Because I always felt like I want to get a lot of ideas when I go to a conference, but I'm looking for like that one thing that's going to change things. And that's what you want to focus on. Hey, Math Moment Makers, Kyle here, and I've got just a quick message specifically for our district-level mathematics decision makers out there. Do you feel like you're spinning your wheels when making district-level goals for mathematics programming from kindergarten through grade 12, setting new goals each year only to find little to no real shift in pedagogical practice or educator content knowledge across the district as a whole? Take a moment to book a short call with our team so we can learn more about your specific district and educator learning needs in mathematics so we can assist you in taking the first step of many in the right direction. Visit makemathmoments.com forward slash district to book a web call with our team today. We have a limited number of spots for districts just like yours, so don't wait head to makemathmoments.com forward slash district and grab a spot in our calendar now. And I think too, even that new idea spot too, John, I think one thing that that does for you, just from like a memory and retention aspect, having that one big thing 
helps you remember a lot of the other little things, right? So it's like you're looking at this maybe bigger idea, and that will kind of bring you back to the moment, to that experience. And I want to go back to the connections piece, because even though it's here and it's on this page and it could be printed out and you could write it down or it could be digital ink, as you mentioned, something that I think is an advantage we have that I don't know if I've necessarily leveraged as much as I should in a virtual context is how open you can be because of your anonymity, because you're there, you're behind this like wall. It's just your name. It might just be your first name, or maybe it's a nickname that you're using in the chat. And like, I'm thinking of the opportunity to connect with so many other people. So when we do our webinars, John, we're always asking people like, who are they? Where are they from? Like, how many of our webinars have they been a part of? But A question that we should probably add to our webinars and something that an attendee can add is like throwing out to the audience and saying, hey, is anyone on whatever the social media platform is that you're on? So for example, we tend to use Twitter a lot. So we could put out and say, hey, listen, this is who I am on Twitter. If you want to continue the conversation about for us, it would probably be math, but it could be any subject area add me on Twitter and I'll follow you back. And like, you can totally build this digital and virtual network in that way. And you can kind of build on that relationship in maybe a way that you might not have as much courage to do face-to-face. And I know we addressed that in episode 15, right? Like we talked about how like, Hey, go sit at a table with people that maybe you don't know, or maybe someone that you've bumped into and you want to kind of build that connection a little bit, super uncomfortable for us at first to do those things. Well, think about the online environment. It's so easy to do those things. We just have to remind ourselves that that opportunity is sitting there waiting for us. Yeah. Yeah. Great tips there as well. But we're looking at this particular conference companion, like some of those little mini action items are built into the page. We've got along the edges, like checkboxes for things to kind of nudge you in the direction. It's almost like you feel like you have to check these little boxes off. And that's like a nudge. And actually, Kyle, we're going to have an upcoming episode on nudges and nudges in math education. I think I've been listening to the book Nudge by Thaler and uh, Sustine. And it's, you know, got me thinking about lots of different things. And we're definitely going to have an an episode coming up about that. But there's these checkboxes around. It's almost like these to-do lists when you attend a conference. Like, for example, there's one that's like share one new thing on social media. So it's like you can check that off if you took a screenshot of a session you're in or you wrote down a note and then you shared a quote up on social media or we got a checkbox for making three new connections, like things to push you, to nudge you in the right direction to get the most out of the virtual conference or the live conference you're attending. Like there's another one that's like ask a question in the session. Or if you were attending a live event, it's like visit the publishers area. There's lots going on there. Or attend the social event or get a selfie with yourself in the virtual session. We've seen people take virtual sessions saying, hey, I'm in this, I'm in the webinar with John and Kyle right now. Or this is one that um, it's like when you choose sessions, pick a session based off the presenter, but then also like pick a session that's based based off an idea that you're looking to gain or a new idea. And then we have one back here. It's like sneak into a session you weren't assigned to or you weren't registered to. So there's some kind of pushes in the right direction there on the conference companion as well. I love it. I love it. That's great. And 
part of me almost thinks it's like, oh, we, we might need to do like a semi-updated one just to change a couple of these prompts to like take a picture with your computer in the session. But you get the idea. And something I'm also thinking about, and I haven't done this in so long, but it just sort of hit me as you were talking about the social media piece and like sharing on social media something you've learned. That's something that I used to do at live conferences all the time. And I definitely haven't done it as much in these. I used to almost like it was like journaling through the Twitter feed, right? Or you could journal through like your Facebook feed and sort of just kind of like these little tidbits that are not only helping all kinds of other people out there who are maybe you trigger an idea that they want to maybe go down the rabbit hole on, but you also are kind of creating yourself your own public journal, right? Your own learning log that you could be sharing. For those in our academy, of course, sharing it on your learning log is something that you could be doing as well. So it really just depends on where you want to put these things. But I think the main message here, uh, just like back in episode 15, is being intentional about it and realizing that you're taking this time and it's an investment of your time, right? Like time is one of the greatest things we have on this earth. It's the only finite thing that we have on this earth. So when you choose to spend that time and be in a session, especially if it's an optional virtual conference, for example, you want to make sure that you're getting the most bang for your time, right? Because that is so valuable to us in this fast-paced world. So super excited. I think that will be on our show notes page for today's episode. So make sure you check that out. It's also available on episode 15's page. So check it out or just Google the conference companion, Make Math Moments, it'll pop up. And that's something that we definitely are starting, you and I, starting to dust off in these virtual spaces because I feel like we just haven't had that spark to kind of keep that learning going. So uh, we're using this episode, as we always say, to do our own learning and sort of take some action to try to benefit even more so from these virtual conferences. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I think that kind of leads into what we wanted to announce is because that's the conference companion is great for virtual conference. And we want to announce, you know, being the fall, being September, and we want to announce that we've had our past virtual summits. We've had two past virtual summits already. We had one in 2019, which was our very first virtual online conference. This was kind of like no one had was really doing online conferences. No one was really doing Zoom sessions or live sessions or even recorded sessions. And then we had a great success. We had like 18,000 educators from across the world register in 2019. We decided, hey, let's. that was such a great success to run an online conference. Let's do it again. We did it in 2020 last year after uh, many of us had experience there. Kyle, we weren't sure how that was going to go, right? Because everybody had... The online conference in 2019 was still new. People were like, I can get professional development at home. Are you kidding? Like for free? That's kind of crazy. And it's like, then 2020 happened, right? And now it's like, we're going to run an online conference for everyone to get professional development at home. But there was like, well, we've been doing that. So we weren't sure how that was going to go, but it was also an amazing success. We had just about the same amount of people, 18,000 people register for this free event. You know, we had, I think, 30 speakers last year, such an engaging speakers. And then half our speakers last year were live and then half were pre-recorded. So you could catch a pre-recorded session. You could catch a live session over the course of uh, one weekend in November. And Kyle, we are running this again this year for free. 
for our YouTubers who are watching, you can see the screen is shared and you can see the date is on there, November 13th and 14th, 2021. We are doing it again. Definitely market. There was, again, like John was saying, like we were, even though the past two virtual summits have been such a huge success, we were starting to wonder whether like, what about that Zoom fatigue? Like, what about that death by webinar? There's been so much of that going on. And by all means, our intent is not to cause any educators out there overwhelmed. So if you're getting anxious thinking about this possibility or feeling like thou shalt or they must enter and do this, please don't look at it that way. But we had so many people when we were asking them, they were asking about the summit. They were excited because as I mentioned earlier, like John and I, you and I have been blessed to have the opportunity to go to so many live conferences. There's really nothing like a live conference, but the one thing that this virtual conference can do is it truly creates access and equity for those who have access to the internet. So we know it's not a complete access and equity solution, but there are so many more educators from around the globe that can access this high quality professional learning that they may never have had the opportunity to be involved in. So part of us was thinking, well, should we do this virtual summit or should we not? And I think why we eventually said, you know what, we are going to do this is because the people who aren't Zoomed to death are the people who don't have the access to the professional learning. Maybe their districts don't have that support. Maybe they're teaching in a country where, you know, education is not as well funded as it is here in Ontario, where John and I are from. So we really tried to look at it from that respect. And that motivated us to do this virtual summit. And the part that I'm most excited about this year, John, is the fact that we aimed to go for a 100% live experience and we're pretty much there. We had one presenter. We'll talk about who now has a bit of a conflict. So we will have one recorded session in there, which we want to have as a part of this conference. So we're definitely going to have that recording up there. Maybe we'll release it early, like the Friday night or something to kind of kick things off. And the rest of it's going to be 100% live. And of course, as usual, we'll be recording those sessions and ensuring that people from all over the world have access to the session, even if they don't have that opportunity to engage in the chat live or be a part of that moment, that experience in that particular live session. Hey there, Math Moment Makers. Are you a dedicated listener? Like I'm talking, have you been listening for a couple of months, maybe even a couple of years? Well, if you haven't taken a moment to leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform, it would mean so much to us. It'll take you under one minute uh, so that you can help more educators see and experience the Making Math Moments That Matter podcast. Uh, do us this huge solid. Uh, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. And uh, here is today's episode. Yeah, it's been a rewarding experience for sure to host these because like you said, Kyle, like there's been lots of folks who can't travel to a national conference or a regional conference or your provincial conference because they cost money and travel and you don't want to be away from your family. It's possible, all of those things. And it's like, well, when will I ever get to see Dan Meyer, right? Or when will I ever get to see 
Chris Childs or Nikki Newton, or, hey, I've been hearing a lot of things about this guy, Matt Banting, or Doug Clements, right? Like, like all of these influential educators who have been sharing their resources and ideas at conferences, online, like, when will we get to see them? And it's in these virtual sessions, like we can, and this one's being completely free, And those names that I just said are scheduled to speak at our conference in November on the 13th and 14th. We have those sessions running plus a bunch more. We got 25 sessions running and you can sign up. Like it is a free event. Anybody can register. It is happening over the course of the weekend of November 13th and 14th. Yeah. Yeah. We are super geeked. So that means you listening to this episode right now are actually able to go and register at summit.makemathmoments.com or makemathmoments.com forward slash summit. Both will work. Or you could even just Google it. It's going to pop up in the search engines. But really, this is now open. But one thing we're going to let you know, like if you're listening to this when this episode goes live, which is like September, what, 28th? 27th. 27th. When this episode goes live, you might notice... John said there was 25 speakers, but on the site, we don't have 25 speakers up yet. And what you're going to realize is that actually a few of our speakers are still cooking on their descriptions, or maybe it might be a profile picture or something silly like that. So we are going to have some more speakers coming. And actually, we just want to take a minute or two just to talk about a couple of the speakers that are already up on the site. And maybe the session that they're actually going to be leading this year. And maybe just before we get to that part, Kyle, let's just walk through. You've been showing online on the YouTube uh, channel, like some of the instructions because the website has instructions on like how this is going to work. And it's pretty typical now that we have been living in this virtual world, but all you have to do is register by putting your email into the register box, click submit. And what's going to happen is you're going to be walked through a process of picking some sessions, picking some topics. We've got some great topics that people will be speaking on. You know, we've got topics from PK to grade two, all the way up to post-secondary education. We've got sessions on assessment and evaluation, leadership in mathematics, social justice, access and equity, and then definitely building content knowledge as well as effective pedagogy. So you have to pick a topic. You can just click all topics and then all sessions. So then your sessions pop up, you click any sessions you want. And hey, here's a pro tip. Just click them all because then you get the notification or the information that if you want to change your mind later, because it's hey, it doesn't matter which ones you pick, you load them all into your schedule. And then you're going to get a couple emails that say, hey, you're in, you're registered. This is your ticket, which is free and you're good to go. And then you, we will, over the course of leading up to the conference, you'll get a couple more emails to remind you about some sessions and what to come. The day of the session, all you're going to do is you're going to get an email of your list of your schedule. And it's going to have a Zoom link in there. And you just click it and you show up to your Zoom session and you're going to see your presenter live right then. And you'll have access to watch the replay that weekend if you miss it. But catch it before the weekend is over. Otherwise, we send them all to the Make Math Moments Academy. So if you're an Academy member, hey, you get to get them all in the Academy, which is housed along with all the previous virtual summit sessions that are already in there from 2019 and 2020. 20. So Kyle, that's how it works. So let's highlight a couple sessions, which session I'm only going to let you pick one right now. 
All right. right now. For me, I'm, maybe later you can pick two, yeah. but right now pick one. Which session are you excited to attend? Because okay. I know, because this is a great thing about us too. We get to attend these sessions too. I know exactly. We get to be, so <laughs> we say all the time, it's like selfish when we do the podcast, people say, thanks for the podcast. We say, no, we're learning too. I'm looking at all these sessions. People on YouTube are seeing like Jennifer Bay Williams is here. We've got Dr. Hillary's back. Unfortunately, no Matthew this year, uh, but Dr. Nikki Newton, we've got Nat, a fellow Canadian coming along. But the session that I want to highlight right now is actually from Doug Clements, who is really, if you know that name, a lot of you who know that name are probably in that like birth to grade three sort of zone, that early years sort of zone. He is fantastic. Him and Julie Sarama have done so much. When I click on this one, his session title is The Surprising Importance of Early Math. And John, I know you've come and had to drag me out of a couple of Doug's sessions at some NCTMs. I'm telling you, Doug is such a great <laughs> speaker. It's like he's speaking to every person in the audience. Like he makes eye contact with everyone. I don't know what that's going to be like live in a webinar, but his energy is so contagious. As a presenter, he's fantastic. He truly has like a passion for this work. Like he gets so excited when he shares what students do at different developmental stages. And he's actually one of the main researchers, along with Julie, behind learningtrajectories.org website. We've had Doug on the podcast. So if you haven't listened to that episode, you got to go check it out. But this episode 103, Kyle, episode, episode 103. 103. Awesome. We'll put that in the show notes as well here. But this session in particular is called the surprising importance of early math. And I think this is actually a lot of the things I know he will talk about is rather surprising, not just for mathematics, but also just for students' educational trajectory. His session says, young children have a surprising capacity to learn substantial mathematics, but most children in the U.S. have a discouraging lack of opportunities to do so. Learn about surprising research findings about early mathematics, including its predictive power and what we know about effective teaching using research-based learning trajectories. There it is, the learningtrajectories.org website. Takeaways include new supports and tools for teaching and learning early math with learning trajectories playfully and joyfully. I am looking forward to that one, John. Now I'm going to put you on the spot, my friend. Who is popping into your mind? And again, I'm saying, Doug, there's a lot. I've got a lot earmarked here, but that's the one I wanted to share with the uh, audience right now. Yeah, there's so many great ones that I'm excited for. Like, obviously, I, I enjoy listening to Dan Meyer at any time I get a chance or Ed Compost Jr. I'm really excited that he's uh, presenting this year. He's a new presenter for us. As you said, I'm excited to hear Nat Banting. He was always entertaining to hear, but we've got Desiree Harrison back, who was an amazing presenter last year. But I think I have not heard Jason Toe, who is actually an Ontario educator here. And I'm really excited for this because we chatted with Jason when we did our OAME, our Ontario Association of Mathematics Educators Conference. When we did ours virtually this year in May, we held a panel, an OAME panel 
session on the de-streaming of mathematics. Here in Ontario, we are changing our math curriculum for grade nines to detrack the grade nines so that we can open up and get more access, more equity along those lines instead of track kids too early. He's been doing some really great work on those ideas. It was really great to chat with him during that panel. And I'm really excited that he's presenting here at the summit this year. And his session is titled, what does anti-oppressive mathematics education look like? And I think that question there, a lot of us are like, okay, well, we know we have to do this work. What does that look like? And I think he's got a great session coming up on that. His session reads, here's his information. It says, there's a growing awareness that culturally responsive teaching in mathematics is critical to removing longstanding barriers and meaningfully including undeserved learners from historically and currently marginalized populations. In this session, we'll look at what equitable and anti-oppressive math education, both structurally and pedagogically, could look like in the high school classroom and schools. So really excited for him to share his learning and his work that he's been doing in his classroom and his school board with us here at the virtual summit, which is now this, this world event. We have educators sign up from all over, like literally, I think we've got a map somewhere, Kyle, we'll, we'll put it up on that page a little later from everyone who was there last year. This just covers the world of the educators that attend this session. So we're really excited for that. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, you're talking about global, like people are going to be attending from all over the globe. We have some people from all over the globe attending. And Jason, in fact, is just a couple hours up the road from us. And, you know, I learn so much from him every time. I also, I've said this before, I think we said it on the podcast when Jason was a part of the panel at OAME, that he's got a great radio voice as well. So, uh, you know, listen for that. And you might want to pop that into the chat and say, hey, Kyle was right. You do have a great radio voice. So this is something we are looking forward to. You're going to notice that these sessions are going to be slowly popping up for some of our other presenters that we have joining us. I know we have, as we mentioned, Chris Childs will be submitting a session now. Unfortunately, can't do it live. Uh, but now this gives them a little bit more flexibility as well. We said, you know, you don't have to stick to like exactly 60 minutes, might be a little more, a little less. And that gives him a little bit of extra opportunity to do what he wants. Something on the website I do want to highlight for you all, not only is it really easy to filter by topic and search and all these things, but something that the software we use for this summit does for you automatically, kind of like auto magically, is it actually changes the times of the sessions to match your time zone. So that is something that I think you want to be aware of is that, you know, we're going to be doing this in the times in John and my world are all Eastern time, Eastern North America. If I'm in Australia, you're going to notice like the times might look kind of wacky and you're going to be wondering like, are the times wrong on this? But no, it's probably that the times are right and it's your time zone. So it's pretty awesome software can detect your IP and where you're from. But of course, if there's any struggles along the way, definitely let us know. But I think really the action item for you here is to go get yourself signed up. And then something else, once you're signed up, there's going to be some opportunities for you to share this summit. And we're going to have a bunch of prizes for people who share the summit with their link. You'll have like a special link where you can go and like share it at your district. And the more people who register through that link, the more opportunity you're going to have in order to win some of the prizes. We won't talk about the prizes right now, but do know uh, it's definitely worth sharing, not only because you might win a prize, 
but also because I think it's important for your colleagues and your friends to be able to have the opportunity to engage in this learning alongside you, or maybe it's in different sessions along the way. Yeah. And one other feature we have this year in the conference is maybe something that you have not really experienced. It's possible, but maybe not experienced in another virtual conference is we have secretly uh, given every presenter a special symbol, icon, uh, shape. And what they're going to do is they're going to embed that symbol somewhere in their slide deck or wherever they're making their slides. Maybe it might be on behind them in their bookcase. They're going to put that somewhere and everyone's going to have a different icon or symbol or shape. And we've got a virtual summit scavenger hunt sheet that you're going to want to fill out because if you fill out and match the presenter's name to the symbol that they've hidden in their slide deck or around them during their live session, you can submit that for a pretty big prize. So we're pretty excited for that. So you'll want to like watch the sessions. You want to make sure you're not death by webinar, checking your email or zoning out. You're going to want to be like, hey, I got to check the slides. I got to make sure I match. I'm going to match Kyle Pierce to this symbol and I'm going to record it on the sheet and then I'm going to send it off to John and Kyle and they're going to send me a prize if I win. I love it. I love it. And you know what? Not only is that going to kind of keep you on track, also keep in mind that throughout the summit, they are going to be live sessions. We are going to record them and we are going to be posting them throughout the weekend as replays. So get yourself signed up. You might look at some times and go, Oh, you know, we've got to bring, you know, so and so to hockey or we have to go do this or we have, you know, maybe a family event on one of those days. Uh, we are going to try to get and do as quick of a turnaround to make sure everything is up and available for you. And then, of course, after the summit, as per usual, we put them into the academy so that the academy can continue to enjoy those replays long into the future. And of course, you will have all kinds of opportunities to join us on that journey if you'd like to extend your learning beyond the summit. So friends, we are going to wrap this thing up. Head over to makemathmoments.com forward slash summit or summit dot makemathmoments.com. Get yourself signed up. And that, my friends, I think is it for today. Is that right, John? That is it. We are super excited and appreciate you for listening to us. So we want to thank you there for sure. And we know that we've got another episode coming to you Monday next week. Every Monday, we're releasing episodes. So make sure that you subscribe, hit that subscribe button right here, right now, so that you can get notified and or get the direct download of the episode as soon as it comes out so that you can listen without missing a beat. Yeah, you're right. And uh, John, every week we have like I think we're closing in on about 10,000 downloads of the podcast, which means there's like 10,000 of you out there, but yet the YouTube channel only has, I think, 3,000 or so subscribers. So what are the other 70% of you doing? Head on over to YouTube and check out the Make Math Moments channel. Hit that subscribe button because we have not only the podcast being recorded with video now and our guests are being recorded with video, but also we release videos that take you through tasks and different pedagogical strategies. And we release one every single week. So make sure you head on over and do that. And uh, remember, if you're on social, Tag us at Make Math Moments and we'll sure to say hi right back.
uh, show notes and links to resources from this episode. Plus, uh, you can get yourself the download of the conference companion over on our show notes page and any of the links that we talked about here, or you can get to the summit. If you uh, didn't write down the link, Kyle just said, we'll have a link there for you as well. Head on over to makemathmoments.com forward slash episode 148. Again, that is makemathmoments.com forward slash episode 148. Well, Math Moment Makers, until next time, I'm Kyle Pierce. And I'm John Orr. High fives for us. And a big high five for you. If you are a district leader of mathematics, a math coach, a math curriculum coordinator, a superintendent and principal, Getting teacher buy-in for effective math teaching practice is top of mind. And plans only go so far. You can make you know detailed plans and, and carefully designed goals with clear objectives and key results that are measurable. But that can feel like it all falls flat if we can't engage our teachers in the work. Working with teachers who do not want to change their teaching practices is one of the most frustrating and challenging parts of our job. How do I help teachers engage in effective teaching practices when they keep pushing us away? If you can't reach the tipping point in mass adoption of effective mathematics teaching strategies, then it's it's likely we won't see student improvement in mathematics. We have a free training uh, an accompanying workbook for leaders of mathematics like you. Uh, the, math, the Make Math Moments team, myself, John, and Kyle, walk you through our four-stage process uh, we use with district partners to create clear, measurable, sustainable PD action plans, but more specifically on how to also get teacher buy-in so that it drives student engagement. So step one, register for this free training, get your planning workbook, um, and then watch the training. Schedule some time on your calendar so you can watch it and go through the workbook after completing that workbook, you're going to have a clear, measurable vision, action plan for mathematics to get more teacher buy-in, but also be able to hit your goals for the 2024-2025 school year. So head on over to makemathmoments.com forward slash four stages to start this free training.